Get ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. We've been away for a couple of weeks. We'll go into that in a few minutes. I'm joined today by uh, Gunnar Hilsey, as always, my, my mate, my mucker, uh, Big T. And from the Arsenal history, we've got Mark uh, joining us to talk all things Arsenal. We've missed quite a bit of football. We've missed the Watford game. We've missed the Leicester game. The big game in, at the Emirates midweek uh, against Liverpool and, of course, away to Villa. Um, well, uh, Trev, how are you, mate? Uh, we didn't make it last week uh, and the week before. I think you were unwell the week before. I wasn't great. And then last week, um, I I was in a different venue to, for watching football last week. Um I was on, on on my new North Bank, which was uh, in Whips Cross Hospital, so I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't make it. How are you doing, Trev? I'm all right, mate. Thank you. It has been a long. It's been three. This is the third week, isn't it? So it's been a long time. Loads to talk about. I've missed doing it. We've uh, we've had some great performances while we've been away. Even in the defeat to Liverpool, you could take loads of positives from the game. So. Looking forward to chatting with the lads. Well, I'm looking forward to chatting with Mark, and I'll put up with Tony. Mark, uh, I see the decorating has been done in the background. The last time we had you on here, you had still uh, naked plaster at the back, but light bulbs are still a little bit on the scarce size in that part of uh, in that part of London. Yeah, uh, not really, mate. Look, so. <laughs> how you doing, Mark? You're right. It's a, it's a different room. It's a different I'm room. Have one if you want. No, 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 no. The, the variety is the spice of life, as they say, isn't it? <laughs> T, T yeah, you're looking, you're looking, you're looking, you looking haggard, mate. <laughs> you're looking. You, are you growing a beard just for the show? No, mate. It's been a, it's been a long couple of days. Kids not well. Long week at work. Um, yeah, thirty four going on fifty four. I'm catching up with Trev. I think. Oh, you've got yeah. a long way to go to catch up on Trev. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, everyone's got a long way to go to catch up with. With Trev, but um, look, at the end of the day, Trev's a decent fella. It's not his fault he uh, uses his phone whilst uh, whilst at football matches. Oh, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> that yeah. didn't that didn't take long, but we will we will talk about that. Listen, I, I suppose rather than going all the way back, we, we we'll probably touch on the the Watford and the Leicester game uh, as we talk and and reference back to it. Like the the the, the Watford game was a, a good result in the sense that. Um, it was three-two. Uh, there was a lot of a lot of a lot of goals, and four of the of the five goals were really really good. It was a bit strange seeing red shorts. Uh, the Leicester game, um, well, party uh, broke his duck. Um, but let's go into the the Liverpool game first of all. So if we look at the the, the Liverpool game at the Emirates uh, Stadium last Wednesday, um, it was the lineup didn't really change from what we had come to expect. Uh, we had Ramsdale and Goal, Cedric, White, Gabriel, Tierney, Party, Shaka, Saka, uh, Odegaard, Martinelli and Lacazette. Um, Trev, uh, we talked about it just before we came online and I, I said in our WhatsApp group about this particular game, I was disappointed in the score, but I wasn't disappointed in the performance and what we put out on the pitch. What yeah, was your view I on the game? Absolutely with you on it, Fergus. Absolutely with you on that. Um, we the, the score was disappointing, but the, the way our lads went about playing the game w was the most pleasing thing. We we weren't afraid to play our football against Liverpool. We did our lads didn't go out there and think, oh, this is Liverpool. You know, we've got to be a bit careful here. They, they went out there and they played to win the game. They they come up a bit short on the night, but. Games losing games like that isn't an embarrassment. It doesn't worry me in the slightest. It's um, it's one of those things. We're an improving side. We're a lot closer to Liverpool, and I will put my neck on the line as I have done on social media. If we keep going as we are, we will beat Liverpool. The sides of the caliber of Liverpool, we will beat them at least once next season. At least once next season, we will beat Liverpool. I'm that confident that we are, we we've got that type of player, and we're improving that much. Mark, is are we just all guys getting over excited way, way too soon? You know, an excellent first half performance uh, by Arsenal in that game, but zero shots on target. Yes to the first question, but um, no, no, no. I mean, I, I thought we were worth a draw. To be honest, um, I thought we were very unlucky to lose. Um, you know, they sneaked two in. Um, 
uh, we just, we just, I mean, Lacazette's playing the role he should be playing, in my view. But then you've, when he does that, it, 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 hence the fact we've got no no shots on target. Um, mm. You know, we definitely need, a, a, you know, a really good striker. But what defines a really good striker with the way this, the way the team plays? You know, I've got, I've got no so, idea, somebody, but... somebody. Can... Somebody who can put the ball ball on the back of the net, I would I would say defines a good. Yeah, Bamiang could do that, couldn't he? When he could he be asked, to, he, he can it, do he, it, but he couldn't do it, and he and he and he obviously dispirited the rest of the team because the teams since he's left, the team's completely different. I mean, totally different. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tony, uh, uh, Mark touched on the 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 Lacazette opportunity where he's one on one with a keeper. He lays it off to Odegaard, and Allison makes that save. Uh, if it's a, it's a big if, but if we scored that goal, um, completely different different game, don't you think? Yeah, of course it is because it means Liverpool will come out us a lot more. Um, but yeah, I thought we played really well against Liverpool. It was a little bit of in game management, maybe a tiny little bit of experience. And ultimately, it was it was ruthlessness in front of goal that uh, is the reason we didn't pick up three points against Liverpool. Um, I thought the football in the first half at times was, was brilliant. Uh, I thought we penned them in, restricted them, but unfortunately, they've got a lot of quality. Um, but that is what we're striving to be. You know, if you look at Liverpool five six years ago when Klopp first come here, they certainly didn't have people coming off the bench of that quality. You know, it is a progression. We are progressing nicely. City and Liverpool, unfortunately, are in a different different league to us at the moment. But that is that is the aim. That is where we've got to get, you know, close that gap. But, you know, let's be honest. Let's, let's not worry about Liverpool, Man City this season. Uh, even Chelsea, to a certain extent. You know, we're, we're taking things step by step. And our target is top four this season. Um, we can move on to closing the gap next season and, and the year after that. No, I to- totally agree. And to be honest, because I was um, watching on the on, on this laptop, I, I watched the Sky coverage, which I rarely get to see being at games. And Merson and Carragher were in, were in the uh, studio and they, they basically came out and said something very similar. We're not challenging for the top spot right now. Fourth place is the place we're challenging for. Possibly third, uh, depending on what uh, day of the week it is for Chelsea. Uh, but, you know, City and, and Liverpool aren't our targets. So, Trevor, um Ramsdale uh, for that first goal uh, against Yachty was just um, just about to be taken off, um, and Ramsdale he type of went jumped a little bit early and came down on his foot. And what did you make of his performance in that one? Because he was type of at fault, and I don't like to criticise the guy. I'm not trying to criticise, but he was he, he was he was he he had to take some de- defensively were poor in 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 the second half of that game. And the goalkeeper, and, and then of course we we couldn't score for Toffee either. Go on, Trev. That's the longest question you've asked yet, Fergus. Listen, <laughs> right? We weren't we weren't He's defensively going to be like poor. This all night. We weren't defensively poor, right? We played against one of the best club sides in the world, and had, and we let in a couple of goals. We weren't defensively poor. We just weren't quite good enough on the night. Ramsdale let that goal in at the near post. And I can understand some criticism, but, you know, people have short memories when they criticise him. I'll, I'll refer people to the to the 1971 FA Cup final when we beat Liverpool 2-1. If all you youngsters haven't seen it, have a look at it. The, the one, of the, one of the biggest heroes that's ever come out of Arsenal Football Club, Bob Wilson, was beaten on his near post in a very similar fashion. It happens to all goalkeepers. Ramsdale is the best thing, one of the best things to happen in our club for many years. And we move on from it, and 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 we forgive him for if he did make a mistake. I don't think he did. I think it was just one of those things. And we move, and it didn't even cross my mind to um to to to, to run Ramsdale down in any way. A couple of things the lads just said, Fergus, which were really interesting. Right, is that I I, read, I don't know if it's true, but I, I read on. Well, I don't know if it, the figures are correct, but I read on social media this week that. That since Albamiang left the club, we've got 31 points out of a th- possible 39 at our football club, and that's wow. more than we were getting. That's more than we were getting with Albamiang playing when he played. Because remember, he was absent for a lot of the time with illness or other different things. So I don't care, and we shouldn't care as Arsenal fans that Albamiang has moved on to Barcelona and he's scoring goals. Good luck to him, you know. But he wasn't doing it for the Arsenal. He was nowhere near what we needed. Nowhere near what we required. We know we need a striker badly and he wasn't the one. So move on from it. Let him go and it's all done. And while we're on strikers, and it'll be interesting to get the lads' um the lads' opinions here, 
Fergus, in that I, I honestly think that, and I'm not, I, I say this every week, but I'm, I don't have a go at Lacazette. I can see his value to the team. He works hard and, and he is a value to our football club. But he's not scoring goals and he's a striker, right? And I honestly think that in the games against in the game against Liverpool, we would have took a chance if we had a, a, a real top top finishing striker. We'd have took one of them first half chances and it would have been a different game. And the games against Watford, Leicester, and Villa would have been a lot easier. We would have won more comfortably with a top notch striker because we we made the chances and we didn't have a striker to put them away. And we're as we have been doing most of the season. We're relying on our lads that are chipping in, our Sackers and our Smith Rose, and they're not letting us down, are they? So that's my view on the striker situation. Um, I think I think that we need one very, very badly, and I think it could well be the final tick in the box when we pick one up, because I'm, I'm 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 sure we will. Trev, can I just jump in on that, mate? On on the striker situation, I, I totally agree with what you said. Love Lacazette, but ultimately you need a striker who can score goals, and the way this team's progressing. I think that is potentially the, the final piece in the puzzle to, to long-term success. But we was talking in the office the other day, when you look at proper world-class strikers out there at the moment, how many would you say there is? Lewandowski, Benzema, you probably have to put Harry Kane in there, Haaland. There's you sort of only world-class strikers out there at the moment. Is the modern striker, the modern football, is it, what's the right word to say? Are we going away from that striker, as in a main striker? Because of the likes of Guardiola's tactics, you know, coming in with with different formations here, there, and everywhere. Because there's not too many. I think we need to go and find an absolute gem. Because as much as I like the likes of Calvert Lewin, Tony, and all that, I think they're backup strikers at best. But there's not. There yeah. doesn't seem to be a, an abundance of world class strikers out there in, in 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 the modern football, the modern game. And are, are we are we moving away from those those sort of number nines, those proper proper strikers in the game? I think that you make an interesting point, Tony, and, and, and I know there is a shortage of, of, of I can't name any, any any big 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 name strikers. Um, and you, you mentioned Man City, and I think you I, I've noticed it when I went to watch the last couple of games at the Arsenal. We're now playing more like the Man City formation than we have ever since Arteta come to the club. We're we're banging two players out wide either side. We've normally got Saka. And Martinelli, and they hug the touchlines, hug the touchlines, which for me is a good sign because it means that that, that um, Arteta now now trusts the people in the middle more, and and we can leave the people out on on the touchlines to make the most of the space, and that's exactly what they're doing. They're playing ever so well. Um, with the striker thing, yeah, I, I can't answer the question from Matt about who I'd want in the club because I honestly I, I don't know. But Joe makes Joe Tester, our good friend Joe Tester, made a very interesting point just then. That, and it'll be interesting to get Mark and Tony's view, Ferg, and of course yours. Um, are we? Would we be any worse if we played Martinelli through the middle and left the space out in the side for 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 Smith Rowe to come in into the starting eleven every game? Is Martinelli a central striker? I don't know. We do, none of us know really because he's not played there. Is he going to do any worse than Lacazette? Probably not. He'd give us... They've both got different strengths, yeah? So, what do we do? Do we stick with Lacazette or do we give Martinelli a go? You know? I, I'll come back to you on that one then, Mark. Um, um, uh, Trev. Um, Martinelli on the centre. I probably wouldn't play him in the centre because he does seem to drift out. He keeps on. He naturally drifts out. I'd swap it around the other way. I'd probably make, play Smith-Rowe through the middle. And leave Martinelli out on the wing. Mark, your thoughts? Mm, I don't know. I th- I, I, it's, it's difficult to say, isn't it? Really, because I mean, the thing is with with Lacazette is he's probably he's, he's probably playing almost perfectly what he's meant to be doing, which is bring all the other attacking minded players into the game from right. a central perspective. Obviously, Odegaard's knocking the balls through and Saka's running, dribbling, and so it's Martinelli. And when Smith Rowe comes, exactly the same. But Lacazette is is sort of the fulcrum for the whole system. So if you took him out, then and you obviously yeah, because I'd I'd like to see Smith Rowe back in the team starting. Trev, I mean, you know, where'd you put him now? Um, if if you put Martinelli there, he's more of a he's more of a goal. He's more of the type of person who should be sitting on the shoulder of Lacazette 
as a forward if he's going to play in the centre, not as a central man himself. And I, I'm, I'm sort of thinking here from the old days, a bit like Radford, who didn't score a lot of goals, if you think about it. If he did score, he didn't score a lot of goals. And Kennedy, because you had one big bloke and someone else coming off who was younger. That's how I'd see them playing. But then it would it would disrupt the rest of the rest of the dynamics of the team. So I, I, so I honestly don't know. Basically, we don't know. You're right, Mark. Yeah, no, we don't, don't know, know. <laughs> what we're working or not. You know, simple. If if teams were to play a high line against us, I've got no problem with Martinelli playing through the middle because it, he can, you know, use that space and the pace that he's got to get behind the defenders. If they're playing the the new word on, you know, in, in football is low block. And I think Lacazette's perfect for that because, yes, we want him to score goals. But the stuff he's doing elsewhere and by him doing what he does allows the, the Smith Rose, you know, the Martinelli's, um, you know, the Odegaard to do their thing. You know, he, he, what you don't want to start doing and go back to a few years ago, square pegs in round holes. We've almost mm, got a formation yeah. that suits every single player. We've got players who are playing in their positions and he's working for us. Look, say what, come the end of the season, Lacazette's only got five goals. If he's got 12 or 15 assists and we're in the top four, who gives a flying monkeys how many goals mm. he's got? Because it's a team game. We've had the strikers before where they're scoring 20, 25 goals. And the team, the team um, unity and, and togetherness is not there. You know, right here, right now, Lacazette is perfect. He's a perfect foil for those youngsters for him to hold the ball up and allow them to to do their thing. So I don't think we should worry too much. Obviously, going forward, long term, we do need a striker that's going to score goals. But right here, right now, we're doing the football's good. The players are playing well and they're all playing for the badge, most importantly. That's, that's uh, the, the, the commentators of the Liverpool game did comment on both what you and and, and Mark have said about uh, Lacazette, that he's playing more the Firmino type of role in the sense that he's bringing everybody into the game. And you know how everybody, you know, knocks themselves out stupid, how wonderful Firmino is in his teeth. Um, uh, Trev, uh, Arteta post-match, you, won't, you may or may not have seen that, um, was interviewed and uh, he said, we played well between the boxes. And this goes back to what I was saying before, not necessarily criticising, but because we didn't have uh, that much um, uh, shots on target. Um, what was the stats for that one? Um, there you go. We, we had two attempts on target and seven off target in, in the Liverpool game. And because we didn't defend as well as we'd like to defend and, and, and the Ramsdale sort of fluff on, on that, um, he said we played well between the boxes, but in defence we were poor and up front we were poor. That's the manager's words, not mine, uh, Trev. So don't start rolling your eyes at me. Go on. I think. Go on, uh, Trev. I, I was that interested in what Big Tony just said. I didn't listen to you really, then, Fergus. It's the most important thing that has happened to this football team this year. I'll come back to it, Fergus. Don't worry. Is Tony used the word the unity? That the players look like they want to play together. They want to play for our football club. They want to play for the badge. They want to win football matches. And 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 that's priceless. Absolutely priceless. Going back to your question, Fergus, mate, it's, you know, this thing with Lacazette, right? This thing with Lacazette, yeah, he holds the ball up brilliantly. Yeah, he does bring unity into the side. Yeah, all the other players love him and they love playing with him. But to be, you know, I've got to be careful because I don't want to think people think I'm getting on Lacazette's back. I love Lacazette. I love what he does. But whether you're a, a striker that sits off and holds the ball up, whether you, if you're a striker that, that sets people up for goals, if you're a striker that pulls things together, you should still be scoring more goals than Lacazette is. Right? You should still be scoring more goals than Lacazette is. You should be at least a, 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 a dozen, 15-goal-a-season striker. Lacazette's not going to do that this year. You know, well, I don't think he is anyway. I dare say I'll be put right. And I know he brings everything else to the team, but I just want to see a striker score us a, a few more goals, Fergus. And just for the record, I didn't think we'd be defensively frail against Liverpool. I thought we were beaten by the better side on the night. A good, good football team. And, and that's mm. it. We'll beat them next season. Trev, just a quick one before Fergus carries on. The point you make about the striker, a, a certain bloke who... I don't really like talking about too much because he was a bit hit and miss at Arsenal. Olivier Giroud, always plays for France. In the World Cup, didn't score a single goal. I don't even think he carries back to Arsenal with a banjo. But the hold-up play, his link-up play and his assists, 
and they're all the players that they they make sure he's in their team, especially Griezmann, and they went on to win the World Cup. So I know what you're saying. You are you are you are spot on about the goal scoring record and all that, and it needs to be better. But right here, right now, I think Lacazette is the perfect fall for us going forward next season. Fine, because we're at the next step of our uh, progression. But right here, yeah. right now, I can't knock what he's doing. Yeah, we, Tone, we've made that progression this season, mate. We've made that progress. I mean, I think you said earlier, the target for us now is top four, right? At the start of the season, our target, my target, and my, a lot of other fans' target, was to get in the top half a dozen and, and have a season in Europe again. So our target has already moved, you know, during the course of this season, which shows an improvement. So you're right. And if, if what we're doing now gets us into the top four and gets us back amongst the big boys, I'll take it. I'll take it all day long. And uh, Arteta was talking about um, the goal scoring and, and, and on the back of the Lacazette uh, not being able to score as prolifically as, as one a striker. We've scored 44 goals so far this season. And we'll probably get, you know, we're getting that, I think it's 1.2, 1.3 goals a game. So we'll probably do another 10 or 15 goals. He said we need to get between 90 and 100 goals to be start challenging uh, for the top. Uh, and I think a decent striker um, would would probably solve that problem. Um We'll move on to the the Villa game. Um, the Villa game was away. Um, it was away on Saturday. It was the only uh, Premier League kickoff on Saturday. It was at um, Villa Park. Uh, I couldn't go, but Trev uh, was there. He was ringing me and texting me the whole game. It's dreadful. I couldn't watch the game. It was he was annoying me that much. But the lineup was Leno in goal. Stop! Uh, Stop. <laughs> I'm not having it. I bet you give your second thought, mate. I'm not having it. <laughs> And we're going to clear the air now, yeah? We're going to clear the air now, area, right? I did not text or ring Fergus once during the game. My phone wasn't out of my pocket once during the game. At the end of the game, as the players were coming over and celebrating with us, I got my phone out of my pocket for 20 seconds and I tried to call my mate who was in the upper tier to see where we were meeting. And that was it. I just got extremely unlucky in that some idiot filmed it at that very moment, I was on my phone. And these boys haven't let me forget it all week. So I'd like to say now, it was... Keep an eye out. You'll see it in a second. As we come back. There he is. There he is. So you're, you're great caught the majority of the fan base, you know, applauding the players off and, you know, you know, thanking them for such a great effort on Saturday. Just a shame one or two, obviously, you know, don't think they need to applaud the players. Do you know what? Our, our good, our, I'm just ignoring Tony because he ain't worth listening to. Our good friend Joe Tester put a lovely tweet on, on social media this week that summed up the end of the game perfectly because... Because the atmosphere at games at home and away this season for me has been unbelievably better than anything we've seen for years at the Arsenal, right? And we can talk about the reasons why in a bit. But the, the, the Aston Villa away took it to another level. It was just a fantastic day to watch the Arsenal. The fans were brilliant and the players were brilliant. And Joe Tester just put on, after the game she put on Twitter, after the game it was like the players didn't want to leave the field and we didn't want to leave the stadium. We were just together as one, celebrating a win. The interaction was unbelievable. And she summed it up perfectly. It, it was a great day to be an Arsenal fan. Unfortunately, I got caught on my phone for 10 seconds when I was ringing my mate, who went, <laughs> who went anywhere and didn't even stay for a beer after. So it was a complete waste of time. But Trev, Trev, um, you've been to, I think, nearly every away game this season. I've been to more than my fair share. And home or away, the atmosphere 
has been outstanding this season. The, the, you know, the, there's a younger element in, in the Emirates. People are staying in the Emirates. Even on Wednesday night, I, I looked at the, the, the crowds. Normally, it's an 8.15 kickoff. It must be a nightmare for some people to get home. They were still in the seats on Wednesday night at Liverpool. Look, right, Fergus. Look, I'm not having the fact that it's all about there being younger fans in the stadium. Right? And, and mainly because I'm an older fan, right? I'm not having it. This is just... The, I stand on the, on the North Bank at the Emirates, right? And and I watch those kids that now get in a clock end, right? Bouncing and, and, and making a row. And it's wonderful. I stand there with a smile on my face watching them, right? And and, and we're, we're down the North Bank and I sing my head off, right? But I've said before, right? Getting an atmosphere like that, right? I've said, and, and you can check back, right? Word for word. Getting an atmosphere like we've had at the Arsenal this season, it can't happen with just a great set of fans, right? It can't happen with just a great football team. There has to be this interaction. Players have got to love and play for the fans. The fans have got to see those players on the field making that effort. And the fans will rise to it. They always have. They'll rise to it and, and, and they'll embrace it. And, and they'll live the Arsenal Football Club. And that's exactly what they're doing at the moment. Fans are living Arsenal Football Club again. Up until this season, I've gone to away games mainly because I'm an Arsenal fan and I love to go to away trips to watch the Arsenal. You know, and that's it. I've gone because I'm an Arsenal fan. True. This do, you year, think, do you think Arsenal needs to be applauded for that? Of course he does, Tony. He, he's this obviously the stay on the pitch, win, lose or draw, to applaud the fans and say thank you. To be honest with you, I, I don't necessarily agree with that, Tom, because I think we've got the kind of players now that will do that anyway. He leads by example, Arteta. He comes onto the field and he thanks the fans because he knows how important the fans are. I'm going to football matches at the Arsenal now because I'm expecting to watch a class set of players play football. Win, Lord, that's why the loss against Liverpool, I, I'm gutted about us losing. But it doesn't worry me. It doesn't make me feel down because I know that them players went out on the field and give it everything they possibly could, you know, and they, they left nothing on the field. And that's all I ask as a fan. And you see that as a fan and you rise to it, right? Starting with the goalkeeper this year. Look, look at our goalkeeper, Ramsdale. We score a goal. He's jumping in the field, in, in, the, in the terrace behind his goal, you know. He's showing passion and heart and... And he thumps the badge and some people laugh at that, but I love it because, because they're out there playing for our club, for our team, you know. Tierney, you see him put that armband. When Tierney puts that armband on, you see he's just come out. You see he wants to wear that armband, you know. Not like the previous captain who wore it as, a, as a, like a, a token and wasn't really bothered. We've got a passionate football, team of football players, you know. We, and, and it's a pleasure to go and watch them. And it's what we've been crying out for, for years, for years. And we've got it now. And don't don't anybody run our football club down to me now. Not at the moment. Because if, if you say you're an Arsenal fan and you're not enjoying in any way, shape or form watching or supporting our great football team, then you need to look at yourself, not anything else. You need to look at yourself because it's, it, it, it's amazing. Sorry, Ferg, I'm going to shut up for a minute now. Let these boys have no, a No, 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 no. It, it, it's fine. Uh, just before I go into um, uh, Joe's fantastic comment on there, uh, Nobby, who's um, considerably younger than yourself, Trev, he stays to the end and cheers the team on as well. So, yeah, um, <laughs> he probably needs a paper uh, round, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, Joe said that she'd like to mention the youngsters. They have to agree they made the difference and they go home and away often without tickets. Uh, maybe they blag their way into games uh, and find themselves unable to get tickets, uh, and go, but they still go week in and week out. I'd urge anyone to sort these lads out if you can. Uh, don't take your neighbour or your mate who goes once a year. Look after these boys. What a what a fantastic comment, Joe. I only got to the end of it as I was reading it. But yeah, no, it's the people who, who want to, you know, Live, breathe, and die for the club, rather than somebody who wants to go out just on a 
on a, a jolly boy's outing. Um, so very, very well yeah. said. Um, before we move on as well, Dave Hurl has finally broke his duck. He got an away win. Um, so I can now go to football with Dave again because uh, generally uh, every away game he's gone to, he's been a Jonah and we've lost. Norwich, you name it, and so on. Um, Mark, Saka was excellent during that opening 45 minutes. He tormented, um, he's got to dive in a minute, Ashley Young. Uh, 36 gone on, 37 years of age. He got behind Young in the opening two minutes to give Smith Rowe a chance. And then he'd done a cross, which hit Conza's arse. Uh, needed a good stop by Martinez. Uh, and then uh, the goal came from a quickly free, uh, taken free kick, which cut um, uh, basically Cedric crossed the ball to Saka. And Saka was on, on the edge of the D. Uh, what did you make of Saka's overall performance in that first 45 minutes? His 10th goal for the season in all competitions. That was a, quite a long question, actually, that one. I'm getting good at those long ones. <laughs> well, I mean, there's not much you can say about Saka, is there? Really, he's he's a superb player. You know, he's he's top. It's, it's I, I don't know. But I mean, obviously, I'm almost as old as as Trev, so I can remember sort of the periods when youth players came through, and and you know, eras like middle middle of the eighties, and 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 what you know when you actually had a proper unit, and you can just see that him. Smith Rowe, Martinelli, who've come through the club, well, Martinelli not as much, but the other two, um, you know that, that they are they are fantastic, you know, and they want to play for the club, and that's where I think the everything gels in because most of the players, not all, most of the players there who he's playing now, Arteta has bought in, so he's got pretty much what he wants. Plus, he's got the youth who've come through 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 the system. So, I mean, you've got someone like Saka playing like that. He's, you know, it's just, you just watch it and you think, how does he do that? He's E20. Mm. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing. Smith Rose and Mike, you know, they're, they're fantastic football players. There's not much else you can say, really. Any other, anybody, any other club would want those two and Martinelli in their side. And that's how you've got to look at it, really. You know, we've got players that everybody else wants now, which we haven't had for ages. Well, you could you could see uh, Klopp was coveting um, was coveting uh, Martinelli's uh, performance in in that game, and uh, even Brendan Rodgers in the Leicester game was he was speechless at the save that um, Ramsdale made. Tony, um, what did you make of Saka's performance, and 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 what do you think of the overall performance against Villa? That, that I was going into that game, I was a little bit worried, especially after the amount of effort we had put in on the Wednesday night, and I thought. You know, everyone was blowing bubbles up Stevie G and saying how fantastic he is and uh, and this, that and the other. Um, and that Villa were so so much improved and so on. Uh, were you nervous going into this game? And, and, and what did you, how did you feel they performed in comparison to what we thought they'd perform like? Uh, right, well, let's start with that. So, again, that was another long question. But... Um... <laughs> <laughs> growing with this team more and more uh, I'm getting more and more confident um, you look at the team and you, you know we've had a someone someone put, put on the comment there we've had a, quite a few full storms over the last you know 10 20 years um, you know certainly since the Emirates era you go do you know what this is we're going to go back to where we was we're going to be elite but this time I don't know it just feels different because it's a core of youngsters um, and I know people think I rave about Arteta but I just think the traditions and values he's reinstalled at the club you know, silly things like, you know, at the training ground, it ain't just Arsenal Football Club now, there's a there's the five badges underneath. And I know people think that's small, oh, you know, don't mean nothing, it's a bit of paint on the walls. But as a player, if you're walking in there and you're seeing those symbols, you're seeing those trophies, the good times, you go, do you know what? I want to be on that wall. You know, you're, you're encouraging them to grow and believe and, and, and gain confidence in, in every week. And we've got a core of youngsters, not just Saka. You know, Saka, you, I don't think we need to speak any more of Saka. Uh, it ain't just Arsenal fans that are giving him going reports week in, week out. He's he, rivals the rest of the world. You know, we've, like Mark, you said there, you know, there is a, I think there is a lot of clubs and a lot of fans that are envious of Arsenal at the moment. Not because we're we're an elite club again, not because we're winning trophies or, or league titles again, but because the foundations seem to be firmly put in place. Um, this, this core group of players and squad management staff on and off the pitch, the club seems to be moving in the right direction again. And if we get Champions League this season, for me, I think that the progress will be a year ahead of what I, I personally told everybody. Um, 
But what's great about Arteta and the players is is they're not just stopping like, yeah, we're back there, yeah, we're playing good football, winning, winning a couple of games. They're so focused on the next game and, and achieving great things. That bar they've set there, they, they're not happy being there. They want to get to there. And listening to the players and the, and the staff and Arteta, that's great to hear from a fan. We ain't happy to, to, to just settle for mediocre anymore. We're striving to be the best we can be. And listen, it may take another year or two or, or three years until we are really back amongst that elite and challenging for the league. But right here, right now, we are heading down the right path. We are, we are, you know, a forward, a club that's looking forward rather than behind for once. We're not looking sideways anymore, you know. And with this group of players and this management, I can only see good things. And, and if we can get those last couple of pieces of the puzzle sorted this summer, then then the sky's the limit for us. And certainly with this group of players, because they are talented players who could go right to the top. And Trev, uh, Joe, again, in the comments, she's, uh, she's <laughs> spot on again. I was just about to mention uh, Cedric's performance. He's been outstanding, playing right back, covering for Tommy Asu. Uh, hardly put a foot wrong. Yeah, occasionally, you know, a defender, when he makes a mistake, is always going to be like a goalkeeper when they make a mistake. They're always more highlighted. But also, uh, the man that we've uh, all criticised many, many a time is uh, Granit Xhaka. Um, I've, I've never been a huge fan, especially since that time. And I can see you shaking your head, Tony. But but he has uh, been criticised by large sections of the fan base um, and deservedly so in a lot of cases. Um, he's quite stubborn in the way that he, he, he won't change his style of play. But I was just so um, disappointed that that backheel flick that came on to... Uh, I think the ball went across to Odegaard and Smithrow uh, shot it at the keeper and it just didn't come off because it would have been a fantastic team goal. What did you make of Shaka and, and Cedric? And and mention Party as well because Party got his got his second goal for the team, Trev, uh, against Leicester. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I'm, I'm loving this chat tonight because, it, it, you know, it's really interesting listening to what everyone's got to say. Firstly, as Mark just mentioned, Saka, for me, Bukayo Saka is the best young player in the world, right? I wouldn't swap Bukayo Saka for any other young player I have seen. I, would, I wouldn't swap him. He is that much quality. I saw him make his senior debut for the Arsenal on a, in a, on a difficult night in, in about minus 15. And from the moment I first set eyes on him, he looked different gravy. I wouldn't swap him for the world. He's a diamond. Granit Xhaka... Who can work Xhaka out, eh? Because for the last 10 games or so, he's hardly got booked. He got booked at the weekend when he shouldn't have done. Seems to have changed his ways completely. And I'm very much enjoying that. I just have to ask the question why it suddenly happened. I don't know why it suddenly seems to have happened that he's turned into this different player. But but I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. And I think that the fact that, that he's playing alongside a Thomas Partey who is now showing us just what a high-quality player he is, has undoubtedly helped that situation. I mean, who wouldn't play? If, you, if you've got half a, half a, if you've got a tiniest bit of skill as a midfielder, who's not going to play well against Partey? Partey, Partey is, is exciting me. Do you know what he can do, Partey? He makes a bit of time in midfield under pressure. Whereas in the past, our midfield would have been under a bit of pressure and given the ball away. Party's got that little bit of close control and he knocks it around the corner and he makes a bit of space and it's it's what we've needed for a long time. Brilliant. As for Cedric, Cedric ain't really put a foot wrong. He, he, he does get caught out of it when he pushes forward, Cedric. But yep. then they all they all do. And I can't fault him. And I think that um I think that Tommy Asso will probably come back into the side. But if he does come straight back in the side, he'll be a lucky lad, really, because Cedric has done absolutely nothing wrong. So all in all, what I'm really saying is, Fergus, right, in that probably up until Christmas this season, as an Arsenal fan, I could look at a team, if we put a team on the field, I could look at it and say, he's only here for a payday, he's only here for the money, he don't work much for his money, he's earning a fortune and, and not doing a lot. We've bought him from Chelsea, we've bought him from Saiso, and, and they've only come here because they're getting a bit of wonga. The team we're putting out now, the team we put out against Villa on Saturday, I couldn't say that about one of them. Hmm. Not one of them. We had a team of players that are playing for the Arsenal, for the football club. And I've got to be careful because I'll drift off onto that tangent of where I just went with all the all the passion coming out. And I've done that already. 
But the team we put on the field on Saturday against against Villa was a team of football players playing for our club, and the fans know that, and that is why we're going to get better and better, mate. Um, so the the, the other thing that I, I, I liked and I saw, uh, you, we've seen it in all the games uh, recently, and we talked about the way the fans, uh, the support, uh, the players come to the fans, and and Joe's tweet and so on, um, but. Leno again. Uh, I'm not a huge. I wasn't a huge fan of Leno as a, a keeper because um, I didn't think he suited the style of play that we got. His distribution was wasn't as good as when we had Martinez uh, temporarily. But Leno, uh, when called upon, I, I hadn't played since we lost five nil mark uh, against Man City. Um, he turned up uh, against um, uh, against Villa. And the way the team rallied around him, and you know, and Ramsdale was in the crowd and came down to him. There's a good spirit in that camp, don't you think, Mark? Yeah, but I mean, Leno's not a bad keeper. He's just not, as you alluded to, he, he's a good keeper, but he's not the keeper that we need for the way we, that Arteta wants to play from the back. So he, 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 yeah. he, you know, he, he falls down in that way, but in other ways, like shot stopping and every other thing, he doesn't. So, and, and you're right, you could see when he played, we looked very very dodgy in the back, but, but when Martinelli was Sorry, Martin, Martinez was playing. Um, you know, we, the, the passing was 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 good from him, etc. And Ramsdale's taken and done exactly the same, exactly the same thing. Um, so Leno's not. He's not. I mean, you think about it. He's our second keeper. He's a good. He's a, he's a very 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 good reserve keeper. Yes, isn't he? very very good indeed. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, as you alluded to before, I mean, why wouldn't Ramsdale do that? Now Ramsdale knows he's the number one. Leno's not going to take the position off him. Because of the, because of the possession stuff, but he wants them to do well because he's part. They're all part of a team, so you know that, that, that's it, 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 it's it's a what was it self, um, it, it sort of it it's regenerates. Yeah, and it's it's, it's something that's good because quite often it's been you've seen it and you've gone oh here we go again and it's a bad thing that happens again and again and again. Now it's a good thing that happens again and again and again because as as Tres been saying you know there is passion. Off the field and on the field, so you know. Yeah. As some people have been saying in the chat, like you know, Leno's best number two in the league. We've got the best one and two in the league. Uh, you know, okay, Ramsdale isn't going to get his um his call up for England now because of his injury. For me personally, it's England. It's a friendly. Uh, yes, I'd like him to get his cap, but I, I'd rather all our players are st- stay at London Conley and don't get injured on a meaningless friendly against um the Ivory Coast and Switzerland. Um. Sour grapes from Stevie G, Tony. Um, that the he, he was moaning about, you know, protection for his players. Or our our sack is getting overprotected, and that we over celebrated, uh, like we celebrated, like we won the Champions League. Yeah, I think it's all a little bit hypocritical, mate. If I'm honest, uh, it was only a few months ago that Stevie G was asking for protection for his uh, for his players when he was at Rangers. Um, I. I Got a bit of a soft spot for Rangers. Got friends of Scottish and that who, who, who are the blue side of Glasgow. So I watch them quite a lot, follow them quite a lot, and have enjoyed their obviously recent success. But you know, multiple times he, he came out and said, you know, my players need, you know, need more protection. And now all of a sudden he's telling people to toughen up. Um, it's the same with with, with Bonglahor, you know, telling us we've over celebrated. It was only a couple of weeks ago he was saying that Stephen Gerrard celebrating like you know he'd won the Champions League is exactly what fans want. You know, what is it? Because, you know, let's just be straight down the line. Let's not chop and change and flip-flop on opinions. Um, personally, I can give a monkey's what, what rivals are saying. Um, the media, pundits, ex-players, current players, they obviously don't like Arsenal. It's our it's been always. And, you know, I think that that is something that's really helping Arteta to, to, to create a siege mentality. Um, yeah. Quite frankly, I, I'm loving it. You know, us against the world. Stick, stick our fingers up to everyone and when we are back properly and I'm talking properly you know we, we can we can all celebrate and, and enjoy it together mm. I couldn't give a monkey's what anyone from the outside of Arsenal Football Club think Trevor um, we have we have um, did you want to say anything on that point before we move on? Yeah if, if you don't mind it's, and Johnny said it in the comments but it's it's really interesting with pundits because pundits are now starting to be nice to Arsenal again. You watch TV shows, you watch football shows, and the pundits are starting to say good things about the Arsenal. 
and they don't like doing it. They don't like doing it, right? But what's happened now is the Arsenal are playing that well and they can see that much promise there that they're having to say it. Because if they don't say that the Arsenal are looking good, then they get made to look silly. And that's exactly what has happened with Gabby Ag- Agbon Lahore. He's, he said some silly things after the game. Um, but in fairness, he's, he's been man enough to come out and apologise and say it was in the heat at the moment and that he's a Villa fan and he was watching the Arsenal fans. And so I can fully understand what, why he said it. Because as an Arsenal fan after the game, if we've, if we if something like that has happened to us, I'm exactly the same as a fan, you know. Um, but the, part of the reason um, Gabby Agbon Lahore has, has apologised was that I, I, I've got that that I've got. I'm going to say I've got Talksport. I had it blocked on social media because most of the, the pundits and the people that go on there just just get on my nerves, you know. But that girl Laura Woods, I don't know if anybody listened to it. She was. She put Gabby Agbon her firmly in his place this week. And that girl could turn out to be the saviour of TalkSport. She's really good. She's worth a listen. Um, so thank you, Laura Woods, for um, for putting Gabby Agbon Lahore in his face, in his place. And, and credit to Gabby Agbon Lahore for apologising, because it takes a real man to apologise. So that that's brilliant. But don't forget, the pundits are now being nice about the Arsenal. You listen to them all. They're saying good things about us. And they don't really want to, because they're not keen on the Arsenal. But they've got to. They've got to. Because if they don't, if they get what happens to Gabby Agbon Lahore, they get made to look silly. Right, so seven away wins in a row. We haven't done that since how long? It was a 2014, 2017. It's it, it's a good five or six years at least since we've we've had a run like that. It's our 2000th goal in the Premier League. Uh, I don't think anybody else has, uh, there's not many others that have scored as many goals in the Premier League, probably because we've been in the Premier League all this time and other uh, other teams have uh, gone down. Uh, looking at some of the, the other topics that we're going to talk about, um, we have uh, a run-in of Crystal Palace, Brighton, Southampton, Chelsea, Man, uh, sorry, Man United, West Ham, Leeds, Tottenham, Newcastle and Everton. And if we compare that to um, where everybody else, like Man United, I've got Leicester, Everton, Liverpool... Uh, ourselves, Brentford, Brighton, Chelsea, Palace, Tottenham have got Newcastle, Villa, Brighton, Brentford, Leicester, Liverpool, Burnley and Norwich and West Ham have got Everton, Brentford, Burnley, Chelsea, Arsenal, Norwich, Man City and Brighton. Um, looking at this on here, um, Tony, where where do you see the results coming in on, on, on that Palace, Leicester, Newcastle, Everton weekend? So uh, we play on the Monday night away. Everyone else is at home. Um, who's getting who's getting the points there, Tony? Uh, I, I mean, when you look at the whole the whole fixture list in, in general, uh, and this was only something I just created at work. We were discussing it in the office, and we were trying to work out who had who. And obviously, I am one of those that say take one game at a time, and, and I still have that. But obviously, in the back of my mind, I was just looking to see who had who. When you look at that fixture list, Tottenham for me is by far the easiest running. Um, I think with the fixtures that, that West Ham have got, potentially they, uh, you know, in the Europa League tie, they could be written out of it. Uh, United, United have certainly haven't got an easy easy running. Uh, I think it is going to come down to a straight head to head between us and Tottenham, and I think mm-hmm. the reason the Tottenham fixture still hasn't been announced is because I think that the Sky Sports are absolutely desperately craving for it to go down to the last or the. Um, uh, the, the sort of week before the last the yeah, whole we mentioned the uh, the eleventh of May, so they're talking about thirteenth or fourteenth of May. For it to be, um, you know, some sort of you know spectacular. Um, now I've I've spoken to my top mates. You know, we've had a we've had a chat, and in all fairness, it's bad enough going to 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 a derby game as it is when it's just for for a bit of pride in that. But to go to go and play each other when it's potentially could mean so much. You know, we all said I don't think I don't think I could take it. If you win, it's going to be an absolute celebration. But if you lose, if you, you're never going to really end of it. Um, I mean, I, I think that's what it's going to come down to that Tottenham game. Uh, I said before the Watford game, uh, with 14 games left, seven wins and four draws would get us top four. Um, as long as we obviously we didn't lose to Man United and Tottenham, I sort of stand by that still because I do think others are going to drop points as well. You know, them four teams there, Arsenal, Man United, Tottenham, West Ham, ain't good enough to win all those games. Um, obviously, the Arsenal, Tottenham can't because we're playing each other, but they're not good enough to to win six, seven, eight on the bounce. 
Um, so we'll, all, all four teams will drop points. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to come down to the Tottenham game, unfortunately. Mark, Johnny in the comments says, uh, win against Palace, win against Brighton, win against Southampton, draw against Chelsea, win against Man United, uh, win against West Ham, win against Leeds and draw against Newcastle. And I don't know what he's got the Everton one. If not, I've, I've lost it on there. But he's in a total of 24 points. Um, can you see us losing any of these, um, Mark? Well, I think what Mr T's just said is is completely and utterly correct. I think it's only us and Tottenham, really, um, to, to be fair. Um, you, you, you don't know, do you? As you say, you've got to take every game as, as, as you come along. You can't you can't assume that you're going to win win games here and there, and we will drop points. Mm. You know, we will drop points. Everyone else will drop points. I mean, personally, I think we'll, we will get both. Um, but, you know, what, anything could happen, couldn't it? You, know, you can't really sit here and say, I'm not so dumb, I don't know what's going to happen, because you don't. You know, you could assume... That you're going to win things and and you're not or whatever, but it's 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 difficult, isn't it? Diff- yeah. It's difficult to play because because you know it is, and as you said about the the North on the Derby, I mean, you know whoever wins is going to celebrate like they've got into the Champions League, which most likely will do. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I, to be honest, I can see them. I know the rumours are, and it's it, it, a lot of it's down to Sky and also policing the police because it's going to be a midweek evening kickoff. The police want the weather as light as possible. Um, and the, the week I've heard is around the 11th, which is that Monday. So the, the, the 13th or 14th of May. But I can actually see them pushing it one week further in between the Newcastle and Everton game and making it the last midweek game, the final hurrah, going out on a... Going out on um, Christ, yeah. I, I'll end back. I'll end up back in Whips Cross again, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if we if we got Tottenham away and then last game of the season at home and Newcastle away, that'll be three games in a week. Jesus Christ! Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll be pissed at nobody. Not buying well, anyway. You know me. I'm 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 always full of enthusiasm for for the Arsenal Football Club, and. As much as as much as I, there's a, I think Tony might well be right. I've got in the back of my head that that if we play to the best of our ability, and and Lacazette just scores the odd goal, right? Nobody can beat us in this football league at the moment, and I include Man City and Liverpool in that, right? Because we've had a, we had an astonishingly good performance against Manchester City, only beaten by the twelfth man. Mm-hmm. We we come up a little bit short against Liverpool, but we are improving. Remember, and Liverpool are just are not necessarily improving. They're already at that level. So I honestly think that we could win every football game we're playing at the moment. And and and, and there's a distinct possibility that they could, they could leave that Tottenham game till the end of the season and it won't matter. And we can go there and just have a massive, great party. Um, I hope I'm right and I hope Tony's wrong. I've got my doubts, but we will see. But we are that, we've got to be confident in, in what, what, what our club has got at the moment. I am. I'm certainly confident... Every game I go to watch the Arsenal over the recent weeks, I think we're going to get a win. I think we're going to get a win, you know, because I'm that confident in how well we are playing and, and the capabilities. So, who knows what's going to happen? Fourth, fifth, sixth. I'd love fourth. I still, still wouldn't. And I got pulled up on this the other day, And but you've got to put it in the context of, of thinking about the start of the season. I would be disappointed if we didn't get fourth place now. But I wouldn't be devastated because fifth or sixth will still be better than I really expected at the start of the season. You know, so let's just do as good as we can. Let's finish as high as we can. Let's finish above Tottenham. It's always nice to do that. Yeah, but if we're fifth, we won't do, will we? Get this mentality in our head. Get this mentality in our head that we can win every game because we absolutely can. Absolutely can. Uh, one thing that will happen is Chelsea are allowed to sell tickets again to, uh, it, it, uh, to fixtures involving the women's team and, and I believe the men's team as well. Uh, so Chelsea away is back on. Um, I, I, I've saw something pop up on my phone and Dave kindly put uh, that up on there. So he, he does say um, fixtures involving the women's team after the U- UK government made alterations to the Cup special licence. 
Uh, there's something else I read in the article, which is tickets to away fans would be allowed as long as the money's ring fenced and goes to the, the the Premier League rather than any anywhere near Abramovich and so on. Um, so uh, let's see, let's see what we can do on there. Um, uh, Trev, looking at the table, uh, currently fourth place, fifty four points. There's how many points left on on the board? There's ten games of thirty points. So the maximum we can get is 74. I think 68 or 69 won it, it got fourth, won it, it got fourth last yeah. season. Um, yeah. How many points do you see us finishing on? I'll go around the table and then we'll we'll go towards a close. Oh, my lordy. If, if, <laughs> Sorry. If, blimey, where are you finding this tonight, Fergus? If we're not <laughs> over 70 points at the end of the season, I will be extremely, extremely disappointed and don't forget right don't forget that this is how close things are this is how tight things are we're six points behind Chelsea right and we lost games at Everton and Man United over the course of four days that we should have won both of those games easily we lost right. at Everton probably the worst performance I've seen from Arsenal this season we lost at Man United how we managed to do that I don't know because we were so much a better side you know and, and, and it's small margins and we are making those margins smaller you know um, win those games. We're a point above Chelsea now. We're that close. We're that close. So if we've not got 70 points at the end of the season, 75, I'll be very disappointed, Fergus. Well, we can only, we can only get 74, so definitely won't be getting there 75, Trev. 84. There you go. Thank you. 84. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. 30 points. Says the man in finance. Thank you, my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, oh, look at this, this, this is why I have one of these things in my job. <laughs> look, look at that picture. See, with the with the thirty points that this on offer to Arsenal, thirty points. If we was to get eighteen points, say Tottenham would then need to win seven of their nine games, and that that includes us and Liverpool. You know, yeah. seven nine games is a big ask. So you've got to think. We've just got to be sensible. Take each game as it comes. Look, if you if if we get a draw at Palace, because listen, Palace are no mugs, but equally they've got uh, FA Cup that they're going to be looking at. If you was to get a draw there, it's not the end of the world. You, you, if you make sure you beat Brighton at home, Leeds at home, Everton at home, you know straight away there, there's your twelve points from those four games. Well but said, Tom. I, I just think you need to take each game as it comes, and if we do drop it, look. Like Mark said, you know, we are going to drop points. We're not going to win the, the final 10 games. It's, it's, we're not good enough to do that. Um, but then equally, the, the rivals, they're not good enough to win all their matches. So just take each game as it comes, each game week. Um, the Chelsea one, I think, is the one that people are hoping that we're going to slip up on big time. If we can somehow go there, Chelsea will be playing European competitions, I think. Well, Southampton are no mugs, are they, Tony? Southampton has always been a little bit no, no, of a bogey no, no, team I'm, for not, us. I'm, certain, I'm not looking ahead of those, those those games. I'm just saying on paper, people are looking, Tottenham are going, well, do you know what? Arsenal will lose their game in hand of Chelsea. That's their mentality and their thinking. For me, take it each game as it comes. We've got um, Palace next week, uh, not next week, two weeks. You know, if, if we do go and drop two points and we get a draw there, it's not the end of the world. You know, we can't have that doom and gloom. We we have got ten cup finals left. The the others have all got nine games or nine cup finals. Um and what will be will be at the end of the season. Um I'm hoping that it is a bit of a fairy tale at the end and it's a it's another step in the right direction. The, the slightly worrying thing was T Tottenham did um, claw back some goal difference as well. Uh so and it could come down to goal difference on that. Um couple of other topics that we're looking at. Uh, there was another one. I Have I got it here? No, I've lost the photo. I'll bring 84. it back up. Uh, That's what we get, mate. 84. 84. All games. 84. This guy is retiring. Um, Mike Mike Dean uh, is retiring. Trev, will yeah. you miss him? No. The only trouble is I've got this horrible feeling he'll probably end up doing what Mike Riley does and then we're back yeah. to square one again. But he's going he's, in the VAR room full-time. He's going in the VR, VAR room full-time, which, if anything, gives him more power. No, I won't miss him. I, I won't miss him in the slightest, Fergus. Um, I've got a really last bad topic. last ever game is going to be the Arsenal-Tottenham game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> bad I've got a really bad... Just one last time to make a name for yeah. himself. Just one last time. Yeah. 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 
it's all about me. And the last thing. Last thing, I don't know how accurate this is, but it seems about there or thereabouts is the the wage structure for Arsenal in 2022. And it's more to do with um, probably looking at um, Smith Rowe and he's on 30 grand um, a week, is one and a half million pound a year. Oh, poor fella. Um, We need to be looking at his contract. He's on a three-year contract. So at the end of the season, he's only got a season left. Um, So, you know, Liverpool and others are sniffing around him. What would you pay this guy? If you look at Martinelli's on 90 grand a week, Kieran Tierney's on 110, Nicholas Pepe on 140 grand a week. Tony, Mark, what, Mark, Google first. What are you paying um, uh, Saka a week? Do you want us to get ethical or do you want us to get stupidly football? Uh, realistically, what you Good think point. we should be paying Good him. Point. To get... Good point, that. Uh, to, re- realistically, well... Uh, no, I, I won't go there because eth- ethically you can't you can't justify those salaries. There's no way you can justify them from a football perspective. Yeah, you've got he's got to be on same same as Martinelli, him and Saka, because they're mm. the three you know they're, they're the three driving youths. Um, because obviously Saka's money and Smith Rowe's money, they'll be looking to move if they because um, they'll get shitloads more from other places. Um, Smith Rowe just signed a new five year deal recently though, didn't he? Don't know. No idea. Tony? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was, was it last year? Was it the same? Yeah, I thought in the summer he signed a five-year deal, yeah. Resigned Balogun up and uh, Martinelli, was it? Oh, no, sorry, it was Tierney, Smith-Rowe and Martinelli, I think, in the summer. Um, But yeah, obviously on to Saka's, Saka's wages. I know everyone said just give him what he wants, but our fingers have been burnt in, in recent times about just giving players what they want. If you turn around and say to Saka, look, we want you here, we'll, we'll give you everything you want, but it's got to be made up in performance-related bonuses because I don't want those levels to drop because we've had it with Ozil, we've had it with Bamian, we've had it with a few others. We, we can't just be giving, not just Arsenal, but just in general, football clubs can't just keep giving these players money with, with nothing. You know, I'm, I'm a big believer that the wages, 50 grand, 80 grand a week, capped and everything else is made up of performance related bonuses um, that way you will get the best out of these players um, and, for, and from an Arsenal point of view going forward as I've said we're heading in the right direction we're ticking a lot of boxes give him the 120 150 grand a week that you know that would hopefully secure him for another four or five years but say to him look at the end of the season if we've achieved these goals you will get a bonus you know you'll get x y and z um I don't want us just to go and give him three, four hundred grand a week. I just, I, I don't want to do it because I don't care who you are or what your feelings are towards something. You, your levels will drop off because you'll think I've already made it. You yeah. know, you've got, you've got to keep. Not just in football, but just in life. It's no good going to a company and getting hundred grand a year to start with because you can. Oh, I've already made it. You take those steps, and then when you're at the top, you understand and appreciate just how hard you have worked to get to that top and to get to where you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I I can't disagree. I can't disagree, guys. We're we're going to close it on this, but before we go, I'd like to remind people: if you go onto our YouTube channel uh, and you go to the playlists in there uh, last summer, uh, Mark, Trevor, and uh, myself and Andy um, from the Arsenal History dot uh, com um, compiled the history of Arsenal from basically eighteen eighty six till. Uh, present day, uh, an awful lot of the um, the Woolwich Arsenal uh, information, and I learnt quite a few bit, bits uh, came from Mark, and some of the stats came from Andy. Uh, if you got uh, yourself a spare eight or nine or ten hours, uh, it's on Spotify. It's on. So if you're sitting on the tube on the commute that you get back into London again, have a listen. They're really, really good. And 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 uh, and uh, Mark, do you want to tell people about the books that you've written as well? Uh, yeah, we've we've written a few. Um, I mean, most of our output is is pre hybrid so we've done sort of Woolwich Arsenal, Royal Arsenal, Arsenal crowd, um, but we've also done um, the complete book, which is basically all the stats to two thousand and eighteen. I think it was. Trevor will tell you where, where where they go up to. I can't remember to be honest. I think it's, it's yeah, be five years um, next year. Time for a reprint. Mate, I know, but it's not. I mean, it's not our decision, is it? That's the problem. It's the publisher's decision. We, you know, we can't. You know, we, we've we've got a whole load of changes and alterations and new stuff for the last five years to put in, um, which is sitting there, ready to go. So, I mean, 
they said to us, do it. We've, we'd have it done in a couple of weeks. You know, the extra bits and all the bits and pieces changed. What's what's um, the name of the publishers? We'll get on Twitter and we'll tell them we want an update. D. Kabutan, as in the um, Olympian. But, um, oh, I mean, the, the, the book, 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 books, book publishing has been decimated. It was starting yeah, to really yeah. get hit. Before the pandemic, it was starting to be hit. Pandemic's just like taken loads of them out because there was a load of issues with suppliers and distributors and other things, which were having, they were having trouble before the pandemic. The pandemic just like blew everything up. So okay. um, they might reply, they might not. Mark, just on that point there, do you have um, access? I mean, is there a, like an online version of the book that you can read? Or uh, Yeah, there's. Um, we've got a site, thearsenalhistory.com. Co.uk, I think it is. And you can download know. it. I'd better check out. No, no, we don't have anything like that. We've got um, we've got a website with pretty much everything on it. Um, yeah, thearsenalhistory.com. Um, you go there, and we've got loads and loads of articles. Um, we are going to be moving it to to our other um site, which is um, the Arsenal Collection within a within a year or so. Because um, we want everything in one place, we, we've got two websites basically. Um, we're moving to one on, the, on the subject of websites, if you want to check out our website, gunsandyellowribbons.com, uh, the guy up, oh, oh, that, that him, the one with the long hair, the old guy, that that way, there, yeah, him. He's uh, written a few blogs um, on there, anything from his time in Poltava to uh, going to the Villa game, leading up to the. Um, Sorry? You what, mate? Have you been to Poltava? I have, yeah. Oh, you've never mentioned it. You should have said. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. yeah. Use power in a minute, Fergus, and get rid of him. Right, listen, you, you have been watching an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Tony, thank you very much for joining us again. I know you had a few IT problems to come on. Mark, as always, a pleasure. Um, and very old man, Trev. Cheers, mate. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.